Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. Today's episode, I want to address a uh, comment that came in on um, one of my YouTube videos today. And the comment was asking for some advice. And it was asking, is it... He, okay, so this is what he's asking me, essentially. Because I have, you know, wind turbines, solar panels, and multiple charge controllers... And obviously, one battery bank. The, the battery bank is multiple Tesla batteries. So, he's asking, um, is there more than one charge controller? Sorry, guys. Um, it's nonstop with my phone. Nonstop. But, um, he was asking if you can have, you know, the wind turbine and the solar panels, you know, multiple different charging sources and different... Um, charge controllers going to one battery bank? And the answer is yes, obviously you can. Um, ideally, what you want to do is try to keep, match the um, charge controllers as much as possible. Um, or at least if the charge controllers are programmable. Okay, that's really the main thing, is if they're programmable. You have to, especially with Tesla batteries and lithium-ion batteries, you have to use a programmable um, charge controller because you have to be able to, you have to be able to set the set points on the charge controller to charge the test the you know in my case Tesla batteries but the lithium ion batteries correctly right so yes you could have multiple wind turbines okay you could have 20 wind turbines and you could have you know 50 or 100 solar panels it doesn't matter but obviously each charge controller can only handle so much voltage and so much amperage and so much total wattage, essentially, right? So, obviously, you'd have to break that up more if you're running, you know, say, 100 panels and, you know, 20 wind turbines or something. You'd have to break it up so that with the charge controllers um, would be sized appropriately for the max amount of um, solar panels or wind turbine power that's going to be going into those charge controllers. And then from there... You know, it's going straight to the battery bank itself. Um, but that's why it's very important to make sure that you have a programmable charge controller. The charge controllers that I use for my home here is going to be the Outback FlexMax 80 and the Midnight Solar um, 200 models is the ones I like to use. They work very well. Um, they actually work and play. Essentially, they're not made to be connected to each other. Right, that's not that's not what they're made to do, but because they're two separate brands, um, they they basically work and play together very well for my system, very very well. Um, what I'll give you an example is, uh, let's say my batteries are pretty much full and it's at the point where it's just going to float the battery, essentially just to maintain the amount of power that I'm pulling in the house. If I wasn't pulling any power and the batteries are fully charged, essentially everything turns off. The solar turns off, the wind turbine power turns off, um, because obviously I have a full battery. But because there's always things running in my home, non-stop, right? I have regular refrigerator, I have TV, you know, TVs and battery chargers plugged in, and all my smart Wi-Fi light switches, the touch ones. You know, everything pulls power. I have cameras, I have a ton of stuff. That is always plugged in pulling some type of either um, load or even even a standby load, 
right? The majority of the power being used during the day, though, um, for the for the most part, would be like the refrigerator because that kicks on and off all day long, right? And then obviously at night, uh, that's a different story because I'll be using lights and TVs and everything else. But my point is, is this, is that let's say during the day, um, my batteries get pretty much all the way full, if not full already. The the solar and the wind turbine system, the way it's hooked up for mine at least, is it will only push in or maintain the battery voltage or the power that I'm consuming in the house. So here's an example. If I was to turn on a 2000 watt load in my home and my batteries are already pretty much charged, it'll allow roughly about 2000 watts um, to come in to replenish or to take up the slack of the amount of power that I'm pulling out at that exact moment. Now, let's say I cut that 2000 watt load off. You will notice that my battery bank, the um, not the battery bank, but the charge controllers will, will taper down the amount of power coming in to the point where there's nothing coming in anymore because the batteries are full, right? So they kick on and off, essentially turning themselves on and off automatically in order to maintain the battery voltage of where it needs to be at all times during the day. Um, with solar and wind. Now here's a here's another scenario. Okay, so let's say the batteries are full, and I'm pulling a 5,000 watt load in my house. Okay, um, what it's going to do is it's going to try to pulling as much power as it can between the wind turbine and the solar panels. But let's say that now the batteries are starting to get full again, right? Um, it's going to start tapering down the power from the um, solar a little bit because the wind if it's windy that day will be take will actually be pushing power in okay and so they they kind of work back and forth between them two very very well it's amazing to sit down and and watch the solar charge controller work and play essentially with the um wind turbine charge controller you know, essentially, and watch them play together. It's it's a very interesting scenario to watch sometimes because sometimes, you know, obviously I have a lot of power coming in and the batteries are full and maybe it's just maintaining a load in the house, but it's super windy outside, right? Well, essentially, you can look at the solar charge controller and there'll be zero power coming in, zero. Why? Because the wind turbine is basically just maintaining the um, draw, whatever draw it is I'm drawing in the house at any one time, it'll be supplementing that power in. So it maintains the battery, right? But then you'll notice if you put a really big load on, like 5,000 watts or more, um, then the solar charge controller, or it, it can even be a 1,000 watt um, load. It doesn't really have to be 5,000. It can be any load. But if it becomes a load that is exceeding the amount of power that's coming in from the wind turbine, the solar charge controller will automatically kick in and take and take up that slack and start pumping power back in. So they work and play very well together. It's it's quite amazing. Um, so yes, you could run as many wind turbines, as many solar panels, and as many charge controllers as essentially as you can afford. Right? The limit stops at how much money you're willing to throw at it. Right? That that's really where it comes down to. You could keep adding and adding and adding and adding. It wouldn't matter. It would be endless. You could keep adding. And, you know, obviously you're utilizing one battery bank. But the key to all this is making sure that you have charge controllers that, first of all, can handle the amount of power that you're putting through it. But not only that, they have to be programmable. 
And then not only that, for the wind turbine at least, you have to make sure that the charge controller that you're using for the wind turbine is appropriate for wind turbines, okay? So luckily for the Midnight Solar um, charge controller, the you know their um, line of charge controllers, the 150, the 200, and the 250 models, um, they're actually a very universal um, charge controller. They can do um, solar, they can do wind, they can do hydro, and there's actually a couple other settings in there. But for most practical applications, it'll probably be, you know, either solar, wind, or even hydro, right? So you have to make sure that you set it up that way. There's a certain process you have to go through in the settings to set it up for a wind turbine, okay? Because you don't want to put your wind turbine onto that charge controller and it's set up for solar, okay? There is a reason why they have different programs and different settings to basically tell the charge controller what your what type of um, charging source or energy that's going to be coming in, right? So make sure you 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 do that, right? Now, obviously, there's a ton of um, charge controllers out there that do not support wind turbines, and Outback FlexMax 80s are one of them. They do not um, support wind turbine um, at all. They're only made for solar, right? So that is exactly why I have a wind. I mean, sorry, a charge controller. That is not the same brand as most of the rest of my stuff. Because majority of my stuff in there, besides the Tesla batteries, the the double stack inverters are Outback. I have um, pretty much Outback and um, even Midnight Solar um, breakers, but mostly Outback breakers on the DC side of things. Uh, and then I have, uh, you know, obviously a Midnight Solar, I'm sorry, an Outback FlexMax 80 um, charge controller so they all kind of link together because when you if you was to go with an outback system they have what's called the hub the hub basically you're able to plug every outback appliance or component all together okay it links everything together and then you can from there you can control it from you know you can control it from the mate 3s in my case um or even on their um online app to um you know um view and see how things are how, how things are working and operating for you but essentially they all get plugged in together there's a um internet cable it's not carrying internet but it is an internet cable that they utilize for the communication cable that can be plugged into the charge controller and multiple charge controllers um into your um what do you call it uh inverters so i have two inverters so essentially I have one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, so I have three communication cables coming from one of the charge controllers and one from each of the inverters going to the hub. And then um, coming out of the hub, I have a um, internet cable essentially that's coming out of it that goes you know underground through my electrical conduit that's segregated just for the communication cable so keep in mind i have multiple underground lines that i installed that i installed into a trench and i covered it up and there's the main power line that's coming in that's ac power going to the house uh, and then i have a couple other um, conduit that allows me to put different wires in and so one of those extra conduits i utilize for the communication cable because you don't want to throw low voltage or communication cables usually next to the high voltage 
um, AC power cables because there could be interference, right? So by having them in different um, electrical conduits helps segregate that from happening. And then obviously they go on the ground to my house. And then once it comes into my house, um, it basically plugs into my Mate 3S, which is mounted on my wall um, in my kitchen. Basically, when I open up the front door, it's on the right-hand side right there, so it's very easy to view and monitor, and I love that. I'm so happy I did get did that, guys. I'm really, really happy about that because instead of me having to run out to the power room, you know, and check on things as far as the voltage and how my batteries are doing, how much power is being made, you know, all of that, it's very convenient. I can walk right outside of my room right now, go to the kitchen and look on the wall, and I can tell you guys what's going on. Right, because it's a it's a direct link straight to my system out in the power shed, and it has everything incorporated. You know, um, charge controllers. Um, it has the um, inverters. It has the status of how everything is operating. It's a it's a very nice setup. The only exception is the midnight solar charge controller, because obviously it's a different brand, and so that one is essentially just running on a dedicated separate system. It is basically just by itself, standalone, running directly to my Tesla batteries. But um, that's why I'm surprised they work so well together because they can read. It's almost like they can read how much power is coming in from each other. But um, that one has its own dedicated um, internet cable plugged into it. And that one goes straight underground to my house. And that one actually gets plugged into my home um, Wi-Fi router. Okay. And then from there, I'm able to now... Um, utilize the um, application or the app um, in my home to monitor that charge controller out in the power shed without me having to go out there. So it makes it very convenient. So I have a display monitoring system that's mounted on my wall in my house for the Outback stuff. And then I can use my phone or my tablet um, to easily um, jump on and just open the app and it'll give me what's going on with the wind turbine at any one moment. Live, live information on all of it. Um, so that's essentially how, how I have my stuff set up and it's very convenient. I, You have no idea. Like a lot of times I'll be walking to the kitchen, you know, just to get something to drink or I'm making food or something or I'm walking in and out of the house and I'll just glance over real quick. Just glance over and see how everything is doing. And every time I glance over, it's full batteries fully you know fully charged batteries um but it's interesting because like during the day if i'm like microwaving something um i can see the power draw you know obviously um jump up because i'm pulling power because it also displays how much power is being used in the house so that's very interesting so if i turn a microwave on and it uses say 2000 watts or whatever it is it'll that will actually 100 be um directed onto the um, controller on my wall the display i should say and you can all then then you also see that the solar or the wind turbines um, will kick back on if they're not on already to supplement the power that i'm consuming or using so it's a pretty neat setup to be able to see how all that works and it works flawless guys i'm super ecstatic it took a lot of work obviously digging trenches and money you know to you know buy all the wiring and the conduit and just the, the time involved, right? The time involved to build the power shed and so forth. So, but yeah, it was well worth it because I seen the goal in the end and I knew exactly what I wanted and I just worked towards it.
And now look today, it works very well and everything is very, very convenient, very convenient, you know. And that's another thing too, um, because the Mate 3S, the display in my house for the Outback stuff, and then also the Midnight Solar is essentially all plugged into my internet in my house. Um, essentially, I can view my system anywhere in the world, right? I can easily um, either turn the app on on my phone to view the um, the Midnight Solar application and see how that's doing. Or I could open my PC up, my computer, and um, just connect to any internet and log into my system here at the ranch remotely and see how the system is doing. But really, there's no reason to do all that because it works. It just works. It works very, very good, but I monitor it from time to time in my house. I pretty much look at my charge, my display in my house, pretty much maybe a couple times a day as I'm just walking in and out of the house. And it just saves me a lot of time from walking out to the power shed, you know? And there is a reason why I put the power shed so far away. The power shed is 75 feet away from my house, okay? And that was for a reason, because I wanted that power shed to be segregated from my main home. Because let's say there was ever a, a problem out at the power shed, no matter what it is. Let's say there was a major problem and something caught fire. At least it's 75 feet away from my main house, right? So if it was to ever catch fire or something was to ever happen that wasn't, you know, bad news, it's only the power shed that's going to go up. Sure, I will be losing a lot of money in that power shed, but I won't be losing my main house. You know what I mean, guys? You can always replace these type of things. But rebuilding a house is a huge financial loss. Huge. Wait, wait. You losing your house is way more of a financial loss than you losing your Tesla batteries or your charge controllers or any of that stuff. Right? That stuff is, is easily replaceable. You know? Yeah, you're going to take a hit financially, but nowhere near what your house is worth. So... Um, that is the other reason why I put the power shed um, at least 75 feet away from my main home for safety reasons. And then um, it just keeps it a lot safer for me, you know. Um, obviously, everything works, you know, good. And I spent a lot of time um, making sure everything is uh, really proper in a certain way that I know that I can trust the system. And um, obviously, but I, I walk into the power shed, maybe not every day because everything works so well, but. <clears throat> um, it depends on how busy I am. Sometimes I won't go in there for a week, and then sometimes I'm go I'll go in there uh, multiple times a day. Um, just you know, because I that I do use that as a storage as well. So it's not only my power shed, but because there's enough room in there, um, I have a nice big rack in there, a really heavy duty rack on the opposite side of the the building in there that allows me to have storage. So I do have storage in there. So I'm going in there, you know, period periodically, off and on throughout the weeks or whatever to pick up something or drop something off. And then once I walk in there, I obviously take a quick look, quick gander at things, see how it's doing, just double check everything, and everything looks good, good to go, close the door, and you know, back to regular stuff. So yeah, it's a very um uh, nice situation. Obviously, if I would have installed everything under my house. It would have took it would have took less time and less money. I believe that power shed alone with no equipment, okay, like bare bones, no equipment in there cost me a little over five thousand dollars. I think it was like five, I don't know, five thousand I can't remember. I know it's over five thousand. 
that power shed, that's how much it cost me in materials and the time and labor um, to put it all together. Okay. And then obviously if you add up whatever I have in there, that's a different story now. But, you know, that's still, even, even if I was to add up all the, the cost of all the stuff in there, plus the cost of the building that I built for about five grand, that's still cheaper than me having to replace my home. If it ever was to ever, something was to ever happen. And then also, you know, I have the security that it's not under my house or in my house, not connected to my house, essentially. It is at a distance, you know? So, but yeah, you know, each his own, you know, if you have to put it under your house or in your house, hey, that's fine. You know, just you pay attention to things and make sure everything is working well, obviously. Uh, and just be cautious, right? You know, out there, I, the, I have a door, obviously, to that shed. And it's a really nice glass door, right? Um, and obviously, I, I have keys and I lock that. So that way I know, you know, obviously no one's coming out to my house unless they're invited. You know, because I, so, I live so far off grid and we own such a big property. We have, you know, multiple gates to come in, in and out of this property. You'd ha you'd have, I would have to know. There's no way for you just to pull up to my house, right? No one's just going to ever pull up to the front of my house, you know, because there's no way. I have to let people in. If that's the case. So obviously I know who's coming, who's who's not coming. So um I don't have to worry about people walking in. Um, but I do keep it locked from time to time just just because. I do keep the door closed just to keep, you know, whatever like uh you know, animals. We do have sheep roaming around, birds and all that kind of stuff from flying into it. Um so I do keep the door closed. Um but yeah, you know, it works very well. And yes, just to get back to the point real quick, you can easily run as many charge controllers as you want to one battery bank. What it comes down to is how much money are you willing to spend on the equipment that you want to put together to charge and power up your, your system. You know, that's where it comes down. So anyway, guys, just wanted to answer that um, comment that came in. And um, I hope I hope that... Um, you know, helps answer that at least gives a lot of people insight of how my system is set up and they work and play very well together. Honestly, the only thing that I wish was different, well, not different. One thing I wish that they would do that they don't do yet. I wish Outback, you know, cause they make, you know, you know, charge controllers and inverters and stuff. And I have a lot of their stuff and, and it works awesome. They're heavy duty equipment. They're, they're top of the line stuff. But I wish they made their charge controller to be universal to work with the um, wind turbines, right? Because then I could have, you know, my another Outback charge controller that I could easily plug in through the communication cable and be all through one unit instead of going through an app for the other um, separate brand of charge controller. Also, the charge controller price range for the Outback compared to the Midnight Solar is different. The Midnight Solar charge controller is um, a couple hundred dollars more expensive than the Outback. Okay, but there is, but you can see the value just because the uh, Midnight Solar has different um, different things that you can connect to it, like solar, hydro, and wind turbines. So you are paying a, a paying for a more expensive charge controller, sure. But you do have more flexibility with it, right? As far as different charging sources. But if you're not utilizing hydro and you're not utilizing, you know, wind turbines, then, you know, 
just a basic um, programmable charge controller, in this case, like um, an Outback, would serve you just fine, you know? Because if that's the case, then you could just buy the Outback because it's cheaper than the Midnight Solar for solar. It's just a cheaper um, unit. It's not cheap in quality. It is just cheaper in the price. Because Outback and, and uh, Midnight Solar is top-of-the-line units, guys. Very, very top-of-the-line. They've been very proven. Um, yes, they're, they work awesome. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you guys on the next one.